What's up, guys? This is episode number three of the Grove Student Cast. And we're actually, this is actually a reboot of a prior episode we did that did not make the airwaves. Uh, here with us tonight, I have uh, one of my co-hosts. Austin Sorrels. And the, the, the guest that was supposed to be here a couple weeks ago is back with us. She has graciously accepted our request to redo the podcast. And her name is? Rachel Perry. Yes, it is. What's up, Rachel? How are you doing? Pretty good. Good. Happy to be here. Good. Yes, we're happy to have you. And we will be discussing the topic of prayer this evening. And um, Rachel is actually the head of our prayer ministry uh, within our student ministry. She created this awesome prayer box uh, that sits out on our table in the foyer here at Church of the Grove, the Walnut Grove campus. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what the, the thought process behind uh, what went into the prayer box and what God laid on your heart and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so about, I would say, a year ago, I felt led to start a prayer team. I felt like it would be a good opportunity for the leaders and the students to get better involved and connected with each other. The prayer team consists of about 20 students and leaders. I would like to add people to that. Um, we can probably do a sign-up soon. Um, but I have a big group text with all those people in it. And we have a prayer box in the lobby. Um, there's index cards, pens. You can write a prayer request. I check the box every Wednesday night, go through them, and I'll make a list and send out those prayer requests to the prayer team every Sunday. And um, the prayer team prays over them throughout the week. Um, and that's about it. But I would like more students to be aware that it is there because I feel like I haven't done a great job about letting everybody know it's been a while since we've talked about it and just I know new students are in just so everybody knows it's in the lobby on the circle table that's awesome uh, I love that ministry and I know you know some weeks you get more prayer requests than others but um, there's always things that we can be praying for and and Austin to kind of kind of piggyback off what you and Dylan did a couple weeks ago y'all did an episode about how to strengthen your faith through middle school and high school and I'm I'm pretty sure that I remember y'all talking about prayer being a being a pretty important part in that. Am I right on that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so for me, how prayer really has impacted my life is the first thing I do when I get up in the morning is I drop down on my knees and I just pray uh, as part of my quiet time in the mornings, like we we talked about last last week. Um, but in that time, I just kind of get honest with God and just kind of literally do a mind vomit. But also, I do that to remind myself and, and humble myself before the Lord and to remind myself that I am second and he is first. Man, that's amazing. And I guess kind of going off that, Rachel, um, have you always been passionate about prayer? And if so, like when did God really start to plant this particular, like, hey, I need to give a message about prayer, like I need to get a prayer box? I mean, when did this certain inclination start really start kind of boiling up inside you? Okay. Um, so I've grown up in church my whole life, but really probably up until like college um, a few years ago, I didn't really do much outside to go to church, um, didn't pray very much, didn't really my, read my Bible. But um, I started getting more into faith, more into church, serving um, just having more of a personal relationship, God got really into prayer. I like to make prayer lists, so I'll do like a, a list for me, a 
and write down specific things that I need prayer for. I'll write down a list of um, specific things others need prayer requests for. And then I'll make a thankful list. So what has God blessed me with? What um, has he provided for me? And sometimes that's hard to think of. If you're having a bad day or a rough week or something tragic happens, it's hard to be like, well, God's not really doing much right now, but he really is. Like even sometimes if I can't think of anything, I have a house, I have a car, I have a job, I have a church to go to, I have a family, like just basic things that not everybody has that God has provided for me. So um, I'd say a few years ago that started the prayer list I love doing. It's definitely helped me um, in my prayer walk, um, growing with talking with God. Um, I have taught a lesson over prayer at a different church that really sparked um, more of a role, I guess, for me in um, trying to lead other students and leaders in prayer um, that helped me to study about prayer, learn more about prayer, be more active in my prayer life. So I loved being able to start the prayer team here. Um, I would love to get it going more and have more people involved and um, more students know about it. But I mean, you, you know, it's funny that um, when you think about prayer, the, one of the first things Jesus did in his ministry was he went up to the mountain to pray. You know, we've been going through the up in and out triangle and focusing on that up aspect, which is our relationship with the Father. Um, prayer is a key, key component in, in our relationship with God and how, how that functions. And you look at, it's not just Christianity, like religions all around the world, like, like Muslims pray five times a day. Like it's almost like clockwork. I mean, prayer is like foundationally important to what they believe. And I think even, even you know, um, paganists, you know, religions who believe in multiple gods, polytheists, they, they pray to each one of their gods. And sometimes I wonder if we would do a better job of changing our community and changing the world for Jesus if we followed the Bible's instructions in 1 Thessalonians, I think, where it says pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying, right? Um, we're the ones that are praying to the true God. We're the ones that are praying, you know, and, and Jesus intercedes for us. Jesus asked the Father to give us the desires of our heart. You know, when we have a relationship with Jesus, he's there, Austin, to kind of bridge the gap between us and the Father. Yeah. Um, that's what he did. And so, I mean, don't you think it would radically change everything if Christians really implemented this philosophy to pray without ceasing? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I feel like like prayer, again, uh, is, is kind of looked over. It's that forgotten ministry I guess you could say because like like we can go out and we can serve people and we can do 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 but prayer is just is stopping and surrendering to God and being like like I just need you like you're you're awesome like just just help me in this place and we see that all throughout the Psalms and Jesus's life too so yeah prayer Rachel, we talk about, oh, you want to add something? Yeah, um, like what you were saying, just sitting down and praying, like, I go, go, go. We're constantly working or in school or in sports or cooking dinner or cleaning or sleeping or watching TV. Like, we always have something next to do. And it's hard sometimes just to be like, okay, I'm going to take 15 minutes and just sit here and pray. Like, it's hard. We get distracted. Our phone's going off. We've got music playing. Someone's knocking on our door. We got a list of things to do. It's hard just to sometimes just sit and be with God, but it's so important. And 
I've started the last few weeks doing my quiet time in the morning, and I was doing it at night. So it's been harder for me to like, I'm like dead asleep. Like, okay, Rachel, wake up, <laughs> get it together, like to just pray. But it's definitely been helping my mornings better and like my commute to work I'm not like as like uh, I have to drive an hour but it's like I'm more joyful more happy like starting the day just taking that little bit of time and just praying yeah uh, to add to that um, talking about quiet time a little bit so I'm actually doing a, a study that I'm going to teach on in a few weeks about you know like finding your own place for a quiet time and things like that and as I was looking today I've always been told that you should do it in the morning but as I was looking through scripture, some verses to, to talk about, I found two instances where Jesus was, uh, he, he went up early in the morning and then at, in the evening to pray. So there's, there's both examples in scripture of Jesus, you know, using both times of day. So there's not really a right time of day, it's just what's right for you. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think God necessarily cares when it is. But I think he does absolutely care that you do it, mm-hmm. that you make time yeah. for him. I yeah. think it breaks God's heart when his people expect blessings, but they don't, they don't spend any time with God. It's like I, I tell people all the time, students mostly, but you know, if you're in a relationship with somebody, if you're in a friendship with somebody or whatever, how did you get to be friends with them? You spent time with them. Yeah. And so how can we, how can we call ourselves friends of God or or followers of Christ when we don't really spend any, spend enough time with him to follow him. You know, his main people that followed him were the 12 disciples, and they spent every minute of every day with him. Um, and kind of piggybacking off what you said a little bit ago, Rachel, um, when you step away from all the ministries, when you step away from, you know, the prayer box, the prayer team, um, and, and you're just at home, and you're, like you said, you're watching TV, you're doing whatever, and then you stop to pray, uh, how does that impact your personal life? Um, I've definitely seen God work in so many situations in my personal life, either minor or major things, just um, just like taking the time to sit down and talk to God. And it definitely changes my mood. Um, it changes my attitude. It helps me focus back on God. Um, if I'm upset about something, like it kind of brings me back. Like, is it really worth being upset about? Um, helps me to be thankful for things. Humbles me. Um, just gets me kind of back on the right mind track of what's important, what's not, and what I'm doing. <laughs> right. So. And so, but both of you, I would like to hear from both of y'all on this. Is there a time recently? Where you can look back and you can say, man, I, a prayer really changed the course of this circumstance in my life. Like, man, this was going to a bad place. And I just committed it to the Lord in prayer and just watched them work. I mean, do y'all have kind of an example, a recent example of that? Uh, for me, <clears throat> uh, it was really just praying for my mom to, to come to salvation uh, so I prayed that prayer for, for three years nonstop, every day, every night, like, you know, God, just <clears throat> please let my mom, you know, find you and understand, you know, what you, what you offer. And then eventually just one night, uh, like, it, like I said, it took three years, but eventually one night I got to have that conversation with her and explain the gospel, and then she accepted Christ. So... I say all that to say, like, sometimes it is an instant, 
but God is faithful and he does work things out. You know, it's, it's amazing that you just said that because that's what I was just about to say. Uh, I had the opportunity to go to an evangelism conference last week. And one of the things that one of the speakers talked about was, man, we need to pray for one more person. One more person that we can, live, uh, that we can lead to Christ. We need to live with what's called a one more mentality. And so, man, my prayer right there in that seat was, Lord, will you put one, one person in my path that I can lead to Jesus this week, like before this weekend's. And so it got to it got to Friday, and I was like, man, I don't think you know, I don't think there's going to be a, you know another person. Well, then I, I go and hang out at Monroe Area CLC Christian Learning Center on Friday, and there's this kid sitting alone in the back of the classroom. It's fun Friday, so there's kids all over the place doing all kinds of different things on their phones, on Snapchat, whatever. It's fun, it's fun Friday. They just kind of get to hang out and do whatever they want. Um, but this kid's sitting alone in the back of the class, so I go back there and I talk to him, and he says his name is Mason. And we just begin to talk about, you know, our beliefs and things. And, and he just says, well, man, when I, when I die, I just hope my good outweighs the bad. And, and I think that's where a lot of people are. I think that's where a lot of people are, Rachel. You were telling me about a, a couple of people that are involved in your life that, you know, you don't really know if they're Christians, but, sh- you know, you don't want to, you know, be invasive and, and things like that. But I think if we just pray and ask God to lay one person in our path, that needs to hear about Jesus, I don't think he'll ever let that prayer go unanswered um, because that's exactly what he's called us to do, share Christ uh, with a lost and, and broken world. And if we pray for that, I think he's faithful, as you said, Austin, to, to come through in that way. Um, or I think I think it's important just, like you were saying, you prayed for your mom. Like That's a major thing. Like Your mom's salvation is such a weight on your heart, your family, praying for... Um, these kids you're ministering to, but I also feel like God wants us to pray just for the minor things, just for little things on our day-to-day, day-to-day things like, hey, Lord, let me find some, or just like, just little, just little things. Like um, an example I could think of was, uh, this isn't recent, but it was about last year. I was looking for a new car. The car I had was like a piece of junk. It was about to blow up. It was awful. It kept like dying on me. And I was looking, like, a few months for a new car and, like, never thought, like, to pray about it. It just didn't cross my mind. Just, oh, it's just a card. God doesn't care. Um, and I was looking for months and months, like, couldn't really find anything in my price range, couldn't really find anything that I liked. And I just kind of was frustrated and, like, sat down and was like, Lord, like, just let me find something. Let me, like, find a good deal. Let me find something good that's reliable, something that I would like. And the next morning... Um, my dad's friend had contacted him and was like, hey, I got a car um, that was like a company car that I don't need. I'm getting a new job. And it was like everything I wanted and more. And um, it was perfect. I still have it. It's wonderful. Um, and it was like basically half off the like retail value and I could buy it in cash. I didn't have to take out loans. And like that's like a huge blessing. And like I only prayed over that once. And like I could have found that car months ago before, like, just, why didn't I just sit down and be like, Lord, this is important to me. I know it's a minor thing. It's not someone's salvation. It's not cancer. It's not a life or death, like, situation, but it's something that I'm stressing over and something that's important to me, and God blessed me through that. It's just the little things that you see how God, like, blesses you and, like, is there for you and, like, just shows you that he's looking out for you or I think, cool to see. And Yeah, d- God is definitely a... A God that cares about the big and the small things for sure. I, I told our students a couple weeks ago, 
God wants to be the Lord over every mundane minute of your life. Uh, and what mundane means is just regular, kind of getting up, going to school if you're a student, going to work if you're an adult, or if you're a student. Some students have jobs. But God wants to be the Lord over all that. And you say, well, man, I'm just in the regular routine of doing things, you know, every day. Maybe this isn't as important. Like Rachel didn't think finding a car was, was that important to the Lord. But, um, you know, if, it, if it's important to us, you man, we, we need to go to God with it. You know, we may not always get the answer we want, but he does want to give us the desires of our hearts. That's what the Bible says. Um, we just need to make sure that our desires line up with his as much as possible. Um, Rachel, you, you talked about your experience praying for a car, and, and you, you said, man, why didn't I do this from the beginning? And so kind of going off that lesson, why is it important for believers to, to pray about things that are important to them? You talked about earlier... Um just um I, I talk about a lot of things so um <laughs> yeah yeah some would say too much you talk but. <laughs> some would some do say can you repeat the question <laughs> i yeah, lost my like, train of what, thought like you're talking about it, it didn't seem important to you to pray for a to pray about a car and then over time you realize man this is important to me so it's important to the lord and so you know, believe, you know other believers go through that as well. And so why is it important for believers to pray about things even though they might say, well, man, this isn't important to God? Why is, why is it important to pray about those small things? Yeah. Um, I think just – let me get my mind back online. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's important to share your, your day with God, share your thoughts with God, like reach out to him and talk to him. Um, have a relationship with him. If you're not talking to him, you're not sharing what's going on with him, like it's not going to grow that relationship. Yes, God knows everything that's going on. Yes, God knows how you're feeling, but he wants you to reach out to him and talk to him and just throughout your day, like, hey, Lord, thanks for this. Thanks for that, Lord. Pray, I'm having kind of a bad day. Hey, I didn't do well in this quiz. I'm feeling kind of discouraged. Just like the little things just actively like talking to him, I think are important. That's good. Austin, anything to add? No. No. That was a pretty, pretty good. good answer, right? No, that was a pretty good answer. Um, so, so, so knowing this, we, we've talked about a bunch of healthy ways to pray. But we know that we're humans. We know that, we, we know that we're messed up. We know that we're sinners. And so sometimes we're, we're prone to unhealthy behavior. And that can seep into our prayer life. And so there are healthy and unhealthy ways to pray. And so how would you advise... Rachel, students who are listening to this, how would you advise them to pray? Like, what are some unhealthy ways to pray? And how would you advise student against, students against those ways? Okay. So unhealthy ways, I would say, are just going to God in a hard situation. Or just like, hey, Lord, fix this. Hey, Lord, I need this. Hey, Lord, like, putting your will over God's will, like, kind of not necessarily demanding things but wanting things or wanting it done at this time or wanting this outcome to happen um someone told me this um a few years ago and for whatever reason it's always stuck with me but this um someone said to me god knows the desires of your heart more than you do and i think that's just so wow. interesting to think about like i think i want this car or this job or this boyfriend or this house or this or this or this or this but then I don't know the outcome of those situations, but God does. He knows 
what my heart needs. He knows what my faith needs. He knows what my family needs. Like he knows those desires. So I could be praying for something that I think I definitely need. Like, Lord, I need this job right now and I need this to work out and I need this specific salary or this or this or this when God could have a different situation that's better or that's closer to my house or that's, I'm going to meet somebody through that or just things that we don't know that we need to seek God's will. Hey, Lord, give me peace about the situation or Lord, give me your direction about the situation. So not necessarily like demanding, Lord, fix this or do this, but act, asking for his will and his direction and peace to accept that because not everything's going to go the way we want it to. Um, we just have to be okay with that and trust God and know that he got it under control. Amen. Yeah, uh, continuing with that, uh, I think another unhealthy way to pray is to look at God as a genie. One of the biggest things that really changed my prayer life was someone telling me that God was not a genie. And that's, that's just huge. Like, we don't go to God with things we want. God, I want this Ferrari, okay? <laughs> I, I really want this Ferrari. It's, it's fast. Like, I need a car. I just, I mean, Why it makes not? sense. I mean, yeah, exactly. I just, I need a Ferrari. And not saying that that's out of God's power, right. but he's probably not going to give you a Ferrari. <laughs> so just, just, and how we look at prayer and the attitudes of our heart, which is what it really comes back to, and going back to desires of our heart, which God really knows, and that, that kind of shape our prayer life. I, I love that. I mean, I, you know, I, I've never prayed for a Ferrari, but uh, there have been times in my life where, you know, it's, I, th I think it's okay to pray selfishly to a certain degree. Yeah. You know, you have, to, you have to guard how selfishly you pray. It's okay for God to, to ask God to heal, you know, your sick loved one. Yeah. It's yeah. okay to ask a selfish thing like that. But is, is your heart, do you really believe that he can do it? Mm -hmm. that's, that's, where, that's where your heart uh, really just comes, you know, breaks out and comes to the surface. Is not, not only are you asking God, but this, the second part of what Jesus is, Jesus is asking us to do is he's like, hey, you got to believe. You know, the Bible says if you, if you confess Jesus as Lord and you believe God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we can pray and we can petition God all day long, but God wants that inner belief yep. that whatever we ask for, he can provide. Mm -hmm. And I think, Rachel, I, I, may, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you said you didn't really pray early on for a car yeah. because you, did, you didn't really believe that God cared all that much. But then I, I think you said you, you came to a place where you started to believe, hey, God cares about this. Mm -hmm. And when you started to believe, that, that's when it sounded like God really answered your prayer. Yeah. When Just you like actually having faith, sitting down, knowing that God can do something as simple as that and help me out and did it just like that and he was just like well if you would ask me I would have done it right like, I'm <laughs> right. here like just talk to me just ask me like and I and listen if you're a student I don't want you to be like well I believe that God can give me a Ferrari so boom there it is <laughs> that's that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is you know pray pray within reason pray a prayer that glorifies God and doesn't glorify yourself um, and, and just really, really start to press into what God wants to do in your life. That, I think that I think Austin, I think that's our prayer for each one of our students that listen to, listens to this: is 
man, don't just pray for things you need, like Rachel was saying. Pray for what God wants to do in your life. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think once you give your life to Christ, he definitely starts to set the desires of your heart. And then through that, your prayer life is going to change and reflect that. Right. So you won't be asking for the Ferrari <laughs> or the whatever it may be. And, and I think, you know, one of the interesting things I've always found about Jesus is when he's teaching, he always asks questions. He teaches in parables, but he asks a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And I think it's ironic that the only man to ever live who had all the answers was the one asking all the questions. <laughs> and so I, one of the things I've found that is a really effective way to pray is to ask God questions. Don't, don't make as many statements to God like, God, I need blank. God, I want blank. God, please do blank. How about saying, God, will you do blank? Can you teach me to be blank? God, what will you show me today? Ask God questions because then that reveals in us a heart that says, I want to hear from God. That's what God wants. God says, hey, I, I, God says I want you to want to hear from me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, how I think we should, that's how I think we should pray. We should pray with a heart that wants to hear from the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then and then walking in that too, yes. walking in the fact that you know if I said you know God can you heal this person, believing that that He can heal this person. Wow. Something I find interesting is yes, us as Christians we pray and we should pray routinely, but even in times of crisis or sickness or suffering, like even non Christians, atheists people that may or may not have a strong belief in God, I feel like they're asking for prayer or praying, Lord, my mom got in a car wreck, please heal her. Lord, my grandpa's got cancer, please heal him. Or just even people with a lack of faith go to God in these hard situations and reach out to him and try to find some comfort. And I think that's interesting. Um, Like, just because we're in hard times, just because things aren't going right, we shouldn't just talk to God. We should talk to him in the good and bad times. Well, you know, it's funny you say that, Rachel, because some of the greatest writers of Christian books, like I can think of C.S. Lewis, he became a Christian because he was an atheist who sought to disprove God. But you know why I think God revealed himself to C.S. Lewis? is because he was looking for Mm-hmm. He was looking for him in order to, to disprove him. But he still set out to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out about this God. Yeah, He had the wrong intention as far as disproving him, but he had the right intention as far as I'm setting out to look for God. Mm-hmm. And if you set out to look for God, and, and Pastor Russ says this all the time, and I think he stole it from Henry Blackaby, but I'll, I'll credit Russ with it. Uh, he said, <laughs> Look for where God is at work and join him there. When you, when you pray, students, and even, even adults that may listen to this, when you pray, look for where God is. Look for where God is at work. Look at all the things he did in Scripture. I'm reading in Exodus about Moses praying to the Lord to deliver uh, the Israelites from the Egyptians. Man, Moses prayed believing that God could deliver his people. And that's exactly what he did. So 
uh, we're going to go with final thoughts. Um, mine is to pray with belief. Pray expectantly. Pray expecting to do God big things in your life. And God will never, ever, ever let you down. God is faithful. God is trustworthy. And as long as you pray uh, with a heart looking to receive God and looking to hear from God, I believe he'll be faithful to answer your prayers. So, Austin, any uh, final thoughts? Yeah, just continuing what you're saying, just just praying and believing that prayer and walking in the fact that, that God is going to do it. Amen. Rachel, final thoughts? Yeah. My final thoughts, just, just realizing that prayer doesn't have to be something special. You don't have to have the right words to say. You don't have to have... You don't have to be at church. You don't have to necessarily bend down on your knees and have a worship song going. Like, you can be in the car. You can be at school. You can be at lunch. You can be anywhere. You can be in the shower, whatever. Like, God is always there. He's always listening to you. He always cares about you and always loves you. Amen. Well, what better way to close a podcast in prayer than with a prayer? So, uh, Austin, would you mind closing us in prayer? Yeah, no problem. Dear God, I just want to thank you for this time together, Father. Thank you for, for just giving us the words to speak, Father, about, about prayer, Father. I pray that this podcast just reaches somebody and and just just delivers the gospel to them, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, Miss Rachel Perry, thank you again uh, for joining us for this rerun of this yeah. podcast. <laughs> thank uh, you for having me. Hopefully this one hits the airwaves, and hopefully, as Austin says, uh, it touches just one life. Yeah. Uh, one life and, and, and brings one life closer to Jesus, maybe even brings somebody to faith in Jesus. Um, we never know who's going to listen to this, but we love all of you, whether you're a student or a volunteer, even if you're not a member of Church of the Grove, uh, if this finds your iPod or whatever, uh, we love you and we hope that you'll be drawn closer to Jesus by this. Um, Rachel was an awesome guest. We will be back in two weeks, and I believe it will just be myself, Austin, and Dylan on the podcast in two weeks. We hope you'll join us then. Uh, Thursday afternoon. We try to release it around lunchtime, and uh, we'll see you guys then. So God bless you, and thank you for listening to the Grove Student Cast, Episode 3.